Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahle Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Nikaqde masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Nikaqde masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye. Hai Rasool-e-Mukarram ye farma gaye Hai Rasool-e-Mukarram Ye shadi hai beshak Muhabbat ka zina Ye shadi hai beshak Muhabbat ka zina Baharon ki aamad Sabaka tarannum Baharon ki aamad Sabaka tarannum نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم السلام علیکم ورحمت اللہ وبرکاتہ Respected listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah والجماعہ We welcome you to this program, The Bliss of Marriage The date today is the 26th of Jumad Al-Akhirah, 1445 26th of Jumad Al-Akhirah, 1445, corresponding to their Gregorian calendar, the 9th of January, 2024. You can send in your questions to the number 084-786-3132. So you can send in your questions, 084-786-3132. If you're in a foreign country, the code is plus 27. Plus 27 is the code. The number to dial is... 8478631332 so it's plus 27847863132 we will start inshallah mufti sahab will be with us in a minute there is a bit of sad news here that there's four trikhat residents the names are jamil sali uh, yusuf sabir ahmed dorat and ziad sali so it is jamil sali Yusuf Sabir, Ahmed Dorat, and Ziad Sali, they are missing since last night. Reports suggest that they may have been driving back from Stanerton after playing pedal tennis. They were driving a VW Tiguan. The color is white in color. The number plate was JXT557MP. The number plate was JXT557MP. 557 MP. So message doing round says money was withdrawn in Flos Luris at half past, it was at midnight, half past 12. And then again in Pretoria at around half past 2. So money was withdrawn in Flos Luris at half past 12 midnight. And then again in Pretoria at around 2.30 this morning. Nobody can get hold of them. All their phones are off. And there is a kind assistant, a kind announcement. And this is an announcement of urgency to please assist to find the boys and make dua for their safe return. So it is four Trikhat residents. Again, their names, Jamil Sali, Yusuf Sabir, Ahmed Dorat, as well as Ziad Sali. They are missing since last night. And reports have suggested that they might have been driving back from Stanerton after playing pedal tennis. They were driving a VW Tiguan. And remember the, the amounts that were drawn out, that's not mentioned. But the times is disturbing. It was midnight, half past 12. And half past two at midnight, there was money being drawn out in Fosluras at these times. And the next one at half past two was in Pretoria. So make dua for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect them. 
and um, we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returns them safely and make it easy for the families who are suffering from this, who cannot find their children or their husbands or their spouses. It's not mentioned the age or any other information that is relevant. One could send it through also to the number uh, 084-786-3132. So this is vitally important, as well as um, you should know on Fridays, on Juma, we make our in the nikah announcements. So that will be from five past ten. We normally start till about half past ten. So you can send in your nikah announcements at that particular time. You can start sending in your questions. We are still just waiting for Mufti Sap, who is busy with an urgent task which he needed to attend to. In the meantime, we will listen to Azad Mulana Yunus Patel, Rahmatullahi who gives advices on uh, marriage and on this topic of marriage. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, give us the ability to take benefit. Remember, Mulana Yunus Patel, rahimullah, had passed away in 2011, but still we take so much of benefit from um, Mulana Yunus Patel, rahimullah. So yeah, when you're asking the question that who should I? Who should you marry? So let's hear what does Mulana Yunus Patel say. Things and they are not something that lasts. But if it is based on character, then if that person, as Hazrat Qadir Hassan Basri, rahmatullahi, very very great saint, and all the silsilas also end up there, then goes to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and he was a tabi who had seen 120 sahabas of Nabi alaihissalam. Mufti Sap is returned, so we will return. You can send in your questions. I see there is our questions are here. Let's welcome Mufti Sap. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa zayid khan. MashaAllah. That I was just gone out and it started raining, so we got but delayed. Maaf about that. So we'll just continue one way, no breaks and all that, inshallah, to cover the time, inshallah. Gee. And uh, today is the 26th of Jumad al Akhira. 14.45, so inshallah, whatever questions they are, we'll do it from now right till 12 o'clock, inshallah. Mufti Sahib, if a person is thirsty and there's a liquor store nearby, can a person buy water there? Will it be halal? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihil karim amma ba'd all praise is due to almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam First and foremost, we must know this is not a question of life and death. You are thirsty and remember that it's not that now you must go to a liquor store and so forth. You can go somewhere else. You can go to the masjid. You can go to somebody's house. You can go to a shop to buy water and so forth. So therefore, it is not permissible if somebody sees you entering the liquor store. Ittaku an mawati <coughs> in Islam, you must abstain from places where people can go and accuse you and make allegations and so forth. One day, Habibuna Rasulullah wasallam is sitting in Masjid Nabawi and for a tikaf and the honorable wife came and they spoke to Nabi wasallam. So one, two sahabas were passing. Nabi wasallam called them and said, see, this is my honorable wife. They said, Ya Rasulullah, how can we ever 
think anything bad. Nabi alayhi salam on that occasion said, Inna shaitana yajri min al-insani majraddam that the shaitan flows in the veins of people like how the blood flows. You must remember that. So that is what happens. You must remember. So all Allah, the hadith in Mishkat Sharif, Mustadi Ahmad. So therefore not permissible for you to go into a liquor store and buy water. They're definitely not permissible. Mufti Sahib, a question is here, Mufti Menk is promoting a Nikah app and on the app it says that uh, is it permissible is, that a wali is not uh, mandatory, so can we use this app to find a spouse? Remember totally haram and so forth, we must remember that to use these type of apps and all that totally haram and we reject that also to say that you don't need a wali and so forth. The hadith is authentic, is mentioned in Tirmidhi, and the hadith is mentioned in Abu Dawood. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that la nikaha illa bi waliyin. That, remember that, that there is no nikah. The nikah is null and void without the, without the, so the permission of the guardian and the wali. So in a case like that, you must remember that all Mighty Allah Jalla Wala sends wahi to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi also as we believe is mentioned in the Quran chapter number 53 verses 3 and 4 that remember Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam does not speak of his own desires it is but wahi and revelation that is sent to the Master Alayhi Salatu Salam so we find that Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said la nikahad like how you say la so it is for absolute negation so remember so there is no nikah the nikah is null and void except for the consent of the guardian and his authentic hadith in Abu Dawood Tirmizi Ibn Majah various compilations and the Shafi'is the Malikis Hanbalis all say the nikah will be null and void the Hanafi fatwa is this. If you want to know the Hanafi fatwa, go and read Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi's kitab, Imdadul Muftin, and there you will find, you must remember, that he writes on page 551, So then she gets married. So what is the fatwa? So Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sabrahimullah writes in the fatwa, and I'm giving you the reference, the page number, everything, that in Imdadul Mufti, so it's written there and all the references are written there, that if she got married and she's bringing ar and disgrace to the family, then according to Hanafis also, that she didn't get married in kuf to someone not compatible, suitable, and that to her. So according to Hanafis fatwa also, that nikah is null and void. And even if she got married in Kuf, you must remember someone that's suitable, compatible to her. Then remember, although technically the marriage will be valid, but it is against the muruwa and against the ethics and so forth. So therefore, we will say it's not permissible in 99% of the cases. So to say and make statement, you don't need wali, this totally misleading. 
all these type of things our ruling is this is totally haram and not permissible these are the same people who closed the masajid these are the same people who said that the masjid is a super spreader and a super spreader of the virus and so forth and so on these are the same people who sat with the jutlas and all of them there in the United Arab Emirates and they sell out and traitors to Islam how can we take fatwa and verdicts from them we can't even read salat behind them that is our fatwa and verdict Mufti Sahib, I want a son. My intention is that I want to grow him up to go and make khidma of Majul Aqsa. What does Mufti Sahib advise? So remember, you must say that you want a son if there is khair in it and goodness in it. And don't say he must do this, he must do that. Say he must do khidmat of deen. He must serve the deen in whichever way all Mati Allah Jalla Wala wants to use him. So for your son, you want a son, so you read the dua Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam read, Rabbi habli minas salihin, oh beloved Allah, grant me, Rabbi habli minas salihin, Ya Allah, you grant me pious offspring, Ya Allah, you grant me no, you know, good offspring, normal offspring, and that, chapter number 37, verse 100, the dua of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, Allah blessed him with first, with through his wife Sayyidah Hajara radiallahu anha Nabi Ismail alayhi salam and thereafter through Sayyidah Sara radiallahu anha you must remember that Nabi Ishaq alayhi salatu salam so we must be clear on that issue likewise you can read the dua which he Nabi Zakaria alayhi salam Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam was very old when he made this dua likewise you must remember that he Nabi Zakaria alayhi salam also was very old when he recited the dua and what was the dua that he read was Rabbi Habli that he read Rabbi Habli Milladunka Zurriyatan Tayyiba Oh my beloved Allah grant me from your side such offspring that are pure and chaste and so forth in Nakasami Uddua and that is that verily Allah you listen to the dua so read that and regarding the Aqsa and that you should be reading this read this whole passage in Surah 3 Surah Al Imran and verses number 35, 36, 37. So you see that Imran, Imran is the husband and his wife is Hanna. So both of them made the firm intention, Ya Allah, إِذْ قَالَتِ امْرَأَةُ Imran, رَبِّ إِنِّي نَذَرْتُ لَكَ مَا فِي بَطْنِي مُحَرَّرًا فَتَقَبَّلْ مِنِّي That the wife of Imran, that is Hanna, remember she said, that, O oh my Allah, I make a vow for your love, for your pleasure. Whatever is in my, you know, button, my stomach and my womb and so forth, it will be dedicated to you and accepted from me. So they were like almost sure that Allah will bless them with a son but when she gave birth inni unsa, she gave birth to a baby girl her name was Maryam and then remember that Almighty Allah knows that what she gave birth to and a male and a female are not the same a male could be dedicated to go work in Aqsa and not a female and wa inni Maryam but see how Sayyidah Maryam was elevated her name nami ismigrami mentioned 34 times in the noble Quran chapter 19 you must remember and that is you understood chapter 19 is you understand Surah Maryam comprising 98 verses and so forth so here we find that all 
made it such that she became a Siddiqa, one of the greatest ladies of all time, and her son became the mighty, mighty messenger, Nabi Isa alayhi salatu salam, and Allah Ta'ala calls them I attained. Both of them are the signs and the symbols of Almighty Allah. So read Surah 3, Surah Al-Imran, and verse number 35, 36, 37, and there you will find all that. So my advice to you, you must say, Ya Allah, grant me such children that are going to serve the deen of Almighty Allah and say, don't just say I want a son, say I want a child that is khair for me, for my husband and so forth, or for my wife, whoever is asking the question, and in that way there, Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, will make it easy for both of you, and all of you always must remember, everything happens with a decree of Almighty Allah, and not what we wish to do, and so forth and so on. See here this ayat here, chapter number 23, Surah ayah. And we made remember the son of Maryam, Nabi Isa alayhi salam, and his mother. So his mother meaning, so Sayyidah Maryam radiallahu anha, a sign and a symbol. So both of them were signs and symbols of Almighty Allah. So Almighty Allah spoke of this in chapter 23 and verse number 550. Mufti when should one resort to talaq? I've heard that talaq causes the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shake. I'm innocently asking... How come there are Sahaba radiallahu anhum who had given their wives talaq? Remember that talaq should be the last, last, last resort, not the first option. Go read the Quran Sharif and Allah Ta'ala speaks of this. There are four or five steps we should take first and then only you speak of talaq. The problem today is husband and wife, they have an argument and the husband, you must remember, just issues the talaq and so forth and the divorce. So that is where the problem comes about, you must remember. So all Mithya Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us in a noble Quran. This you call al-marahil, that the steps one should take, the remedial measures. So I'm reading for you, right? Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verses number 34 and 35. Surah 4, verses 34 and 35. So all Mithya Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us that wallati and those ladies you fear, nushuzahunna, they are disobedient, they don't want to read Salat, they don't want to wear modest clothes, they don't want to practice on Islam, what is compulsory. So you, the husband, first step, hunna. So you speak to them. You must remember, you speak to them who? To those wives of yours. How you speak to them? Tarqiqul kulub. In such a manner that it must be such that you are softening their hearts, melting their hearts and so forth. And then wahjuru hunna. And then what you must do is this, then you must separate the bed. Separate the bed. Don't mean you take a saw and then you go and cut it now. It means if she don't listen, then you go to second step. And that is that you withhold the conjugal relationship. You don't fulfill ties with her and her rights and so forth. So So in the bed. You can sleep with her, but you don't fulfill conjugal relationship. Third one, And the third one is you can hit her. Hit her, don't 
one man should take a belt over your hand and eat all that absolutely haram, wife battering, assaulting wife, all haram, unlawful. This means you just take a ruler or a miswak and you tap a hand, what they call shock therapy. So that is what is meant here, you must remember. So the first step will be speak to her in a very polite, courteous manner and so forth and so on. And then you must remember, so that is what you should do. If it works, well and good. If it don't work, then you withhold the conjugal relationship. And then the third one will be that you hit, but hit don't mean, as I told you, with a belt to hand. So all these steps are still between husband and wife. Why? Because the Quran Sharif itself says, was sulhu khair. Remember that reconciliation is the best because it's not only her life or your life. Many a time there's a child, children involved there and so forth. So to bring the children up as a single parent and all that is very, very difficult. So we must be clear on this issue here. Was sulhu khair. So what is the meaning? So that you must remember that you bring about reconciliation and that is the best so that is in surah 4 and verse number 128 so that is so far three measures then the fourth measure the Quran Sharim speaks about is still you don't give talaq at the 11th hour you must remember now now you bring in outside help you bring in the ulama or you bring in senior members of the family or the community and if you fear shiqaqa baynihima that there will be a separation between husband and wife and so forth then remember what you do then you appoint an arbitrator from her side and an arbitrator from his side so whether they are family members whether they are strangers but you got convicted confidence in them, you trust them and so forth. So So once the two of them, you must remember this Islah, this reconciliation. So they want to go. You don't go in the meeting to break the marriage. You go in inside the marriage for Jorna, to make the marriage and not break the marriage. So in a case like that, remember that all Almighty Allah will send his unseen help. So how many measures we got now? Four already. So three is among husband and wife. And the fourth step will be from outside and so forth. Then the fifth step, you must remember, only will be talaq. And now we come to talaq. So first step is talaq. And how much you issue the talaq, that also Almighty Allah Jalla Wala has mentioned in the Noble Quran in chapter number 65. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala states, Ya Yuan Nabi, Almighty Allah addresses Mustafa Sallallahu Sallam, but then addresses the Ummah. To show that the ummah will do these kind of things. But you must guide them, Ya Rasulullah or Mustafa sallallahu nisa. So as the first step when you give talaq, hunna li So give them talaq. You must remember li
meaning you give them talaq fi tuhurin, one talaq you give, and in the period of cleanliness, not in menses, and remember that, then you start counting and all that, wa ahsul idda. So that is the way, so the room is still open for reconciliation and so forth and so on. So what our people, whether it's Indian, Arab, African, whoever, European or whatever, many of them, they just give the utter three times talaq, divorce, or you must remember that, or they just, you must remember three times talaq, they utter it, or you must remember what they do is this, that they, you know, write it out and so forth. So or they tell somebody else how, how you must write it, then the Molana or the Imam will tell them. And in that way there, they utter the three talaq. So the three talaq is valid, 100%, according to all four schools. But Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala used to say, if a person utters three talaq at one time, triple divorce, fi majlis in wahid at one time, then what must you do? So you must remember that. Then you must bring him to me. La I will whip him. I will lash him and so forth. The fatwa of Sayyidina Umar is mentioned in Sunan Sa'id bin Mansur and therefore we need to understand this issue properly. So it's not the Sahaba was just giving three talaq and so forth and so on. How we do it was done as the last 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 resort you must remember that and that is why Islam is a complete and comprehensive religion a whole surah is dedicated to divorce and it has 12 verses so all this you will find in the noble Quran and hadith in Abu Dawood which is authentic the most hated thing and detested thing to all Allah is divorce we must remember that so that is what all Allah is teaching us that we must know the most hated detested thing by all Allah is the divorce so that is how it works so Islam is perfect but the Muslims remember how they don't read Salat majority of them how majority of them don't pay zakat as it ought to be paid and majority don't make hijab parda and a lot of issues we can give so even yeah talaq is part of islam but there's a procedure to follow and uh, alas but we have to say this the, the unfortunate part is majority of the husbands today they don't follow the real true procedure but all said and done we must add this point as well if the husband issued three talaqs, remember whether it was in a good mood or bad mood or anger, so still the three talaqs will be valid and he'll be sinful. Next one is he issued talaq and divorced the husband whilst the wife was in menses, so the talaq is valid. If he gave one, it's one. If he gave two, it's two. If he gave three, it's three. So all these are issues that we should know. You see, our problem also is this. If a person knows how to perform hudu, and every Muslim should know that, then you should know that what are the breakers of hudu also. You can't plead ignorance. You must remember that, that you say, no, I didn't know that this breaks hudu and so forth and so on. So here also, we must know 
when you perform nikah, we're not saying you must become a Mawlana or an Alim or an Imam or a Mufti, but the basic rules you must know. Once you say that you uttered talaq or you wrote it down and then you say, no, I was just joking and so forth. So all that you explain to Almighty Allah on Day of Justice. But when you come to us and we pass the verdict, so in a case like that, you must remember what we will do is this, that remember what we will do is that Almighty Allah, Jalla makes it easy that we then try and reconcile first. And if that is not working out, then you issue the talaq, but one talaq. And when she is cleaned, but if you issued it in menses, where there is one, then is one, two is two, three is three, but you will be sinful also. So all these elements must be taken into consideration. Mufti Sab, I do agree. Spouses do not educate themselves enough before getting married. Mufti Sab, where do we go for this education? So you must remember this, so how when you go, you're going for Hajj. Now people are going. Today also, for that time, one person came to me and he said, some maslas he wants to know and so forth. So I taught him that because he was going. The question he was asking, he said that his wife is asking, after Fajr today, and he said that his wife is asking, say we are in the Haram Sharif, Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawwara, and then you must remember what happens is this, that, you know, the Janaza Salat, they announce, As-Salatu al-Amwat, so must his wife or mother or sister, any female, they inside Masjid Nabawi, they inside Haram Sharif, Makkah Masjid Al-Haram. So should they read the Salatul Janazah or not? So I said it's not compulsory upon them, but if they read it, it's permissible. There's no problem with that. So use the same analogy that when you're going for Hajj, you learn the basic rules and everything. What must you do for Umrah? What must you do in Mina? What must you do in Arafat, in Musdalifa? What must you do when you come back the Tawafu Ziyara and all these issues so similarly here also is wajib upon you so whether you go to the your local imam or whether you ask the ulama the muftis and so forth and sometimes some ulama have causes also we are running this bliss of marriage for over 20 years with the help and mercy of Allah so programs like this are to educate the ummah remember Mufti Sab, is it true a female cannot be a leader? In school, we have always been made prefects and in charge. I want to know why the U.S. has never, ever had a female president, but today a so-called Muslim country such as Bangladesh has a female, Sheikh Hasina is the leader. So you must remember this is three-part question. The question is the hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that a nation will never ever prosper when they hand over their matters to a lady. So we must remember that, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif. So you speak of America, India, 240, 250, whatever years you want to count, they never ever had a lady president. 2016, Hillary Clinton thought definitely she will become, and then she was humiliated and defeated by Trump and so forth, whether it was the uh, cooked up or whatever it is, but she didn't become president. 
Second one, you take Israel. Israel never had a female president. They had a female prime minister, but not a female president. And in their 75 years, Golda Meir was the prime minister, but no president they had. Like that, so many other countries, you can give examples. And also. Now, today, what is happening in Gaza and in Palestine and so forth, everything is coming, becoming manifest. You must remember that. The white man, the white hegemony, and their double standards and so forth and so on. So we must be very, very clear that all Allah is teaching us that how you must remember that you know that we are that Almighty Allah is making it such that their double standards are becoming so manifest for you take Ukraine, they help everywhere, but for Palestine they're murdering and killing more and more whether it is America, whether it is Britain, whether it is France, whether it's Germany, so whether it is, you see all these things here so they always are double standards and so forth and so on regarding, now you take Pakistan they had been a Zirbutu so you take for example Bangladesh they got Hasina Sheikh and all that so all these things when they are Muslim countries they got nothing to do with Islam you must remember thus by name only they are Muslim you know the Majlisul Ulama so if you read his articles as Molana he writes about the Pakistan and their politics and so forth he say that all those are Napak so you must remember it's not Pakistan it's not pure it's Napak she Benazir she was assassinated and so forth so yeah four terms or five terms she won now Hasina Sheikh if you go ask where's the opposition leaders it's like Egypt and all that so they're all in jail or they're under you must remember house arrest or some problem and some problem like that so that is you must remember what has happened so may all give us true understanding no a lady cannot become the Amira and you must remember a leader and so forth is not permissible and if you want to ask logically why so you must remember women are very, very emotional. If I asking you a question, I'm asking this, that let's say hypothetically, for argument's sake, a lady was given the right to divorce. Let's say we got 20%, 30% divorce nowadays. What do you think should have happened if the women had right? for divorce because they become emotional they get their haze their menses their hormones and all these type of things you must remember so what happens to them so in a case like that then they must remember they have all their problem their cycle changes very emotional so Islam said no that remember only he will have the right of divorce the husband because the knot of nikah is in his hand. There is one place where a woman can get the right of talaq and that is called tafwidu talaq. But the husband has to agree willingly without any coercion and so forth. And what is that? So you must remember that the husband has to agree that remember what happens is this which means that the husband has the right of talaq. But if he makes the fees, you know, we give you the verse normally. If people are plotting, planning, scheming against you, 
Chapter 40, verse 44. Wa ufawidu amri ilallah. Inna Allah basirun bil ibad. I'm handing over my matters to you. And verily all Allah Jalla Wala is all observing over the servants. So there I'm handing over. Tafwiz. Misomtahu merakam ya Allah. And Allah Ta'ala says, if you keep on reading this, fawakahullahu sayyi'ati makaru. Allah will protect you from those people who are plotting and planning and scheming behind your back and whatever you so that is how all Allah is teaching us a big lesson so yeah remember that tafwiz. so if the husband and wife during the nikah they say okay she wants the right of talaq and the husband agrees both of them got witnesses they sign on it and remember if the husband commits adultery Allah forbid he goes on drugs for example he, or he assaults his wife and so forth then she has the right of issuing talaq one talaq or two talaq or three talaq whatever they agreed on mutually so then she will divorce herself and her freedom and release herself from this marriage but that must be done amicably mutually between husband and wife so only that place there will be the exception but that has to be done with the permission of the husband and the husband will still have the right to issue talaq as well so we should understand how the fiqh and the jurisprudence works and so forth Mufti Saab, a person is he wants to know that why do most of the Palestinian men do not have sunnah beards and the other question is I just want to know can a man and a female dye their hair black so regarding dyeing the hair black, whether it's male or female, is haram. You must remember that the hadith in Sahih Muslim, Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu's father, Abu Quhafa, and you must remember his hair was gone whitish, grayish. So Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa addressed him, Ya Abu Quhafa, O Abu Quhafa, ghayiru shape. So you must remember they changed that whiteness and grayishness and meaning you can dye it brown and so forth and so on. Watch Tanibu Sawad. There's it clearly mentioned. But abstain from black. So you can't dye black. You can't use black mendy or black dye and so forth. It's not permissible. Nor for male, nor for female. Regarding the issue of the beard and all that, so it's very easy to see that the Palestinians, they do this, they do this. Why you don't look at their good points? Which person today in the world, which Muslim country in the world today will make the sacrifices the Palestinians have made? They gave their children, they gave their houses, they gave everything so that they can stay there in Palestine and they can protect Majid al-Aqsa. Weakness, we all got weaknesses. If I ask you in your family, how many people read five daily salat? If I ask you in your town, how many people read five daily salat? In your province, in your country, if I tell you in South Africa, Africa and the world, 80% of the Muslims don't read five daily salat. Everybody knows this first, but they don't read. So you must remember these things. So that is the weakness of the ummah. You can't say no, that it is just mustahab sunnah. It's wajib to keep a beard for the male. And Hazrat Sheikh Mona Zakaria, who has written such a beautiful book, 
Wujubu It's wajib for you to lengthen the beard and so forth. So that is what we need to understand. And Sheikh bin Baz, who was the Grand Mufti, Rahimahullah, of Saudi Arabia, was so impressed with it that he went and wrote a ta'liq on it. So what I'm telling you, brother, is three things. Look at their good points rather than looking at their weaknesses because me and you got 101 more weaknesses. Second one, Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Tuba man shagalahu aibuhu an uyubin nas. That remember glad tidings for that person, the jannat for him, or the tree of jannat for him, and glad tidings for him. The hadith in Bulughul Maram, man shagalahu aibuhu, that that person is so concerned of his own defects and his own sins and his own vices. And that tuba man shagalahu aibuhu an uyubin nas. Now you look at other people, but look at yourself. How many things we are doing? wrong and so forth and so on if me and you they bring a water pistol we'll be finished never mind a gun and a bomb and all that there do you know in Gaza al-Mubarakah these 20 25,000 hufas they produce in the past 10-15 years so there are so many things we can speak about and so forth and so on so that we don't agree that yes you must look at things holistically and not selectively Muftisab, I'm from Zambia and my schools have been closed for a further three weeks due to cholera break, cutting our holidays from Ramadan. I would appreciate a small dhikr I could recite during that time. Remember, Almighty Allah Jalla himself taught us what is the best thing to do during the month of Ramadan. Chapter 2, verse 185. Shahru Ramadan Fasting is a duty, and tilawat of Quran is the beauty of Ramadan. So you must remember that each one of us, the leisure time we have, the free time we have, especially month of Ramadan, then we must read Quran. Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah used to read to Jibreel alayhi salam. Jibreel alayhi salatu salam would read to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi salam. So what does that tell us? It tells us you must remember that that is what we should be doing and that is you must remember how we can you must remember that you know try and that is what we should be doing and that is what we should try and do in our leisure time. Fasting is a duty. Tilawat of Quran is the beauty. So you take my thoughts, just went to Gaza and Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah. Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, he was two years old. His father, Idris, passes away. They in Gaza. And then the family after the Iddad moves to Makkah. At the age of seven, he becomes Hafiz of Quran. At the age of ten, he by a heart's mother, at the age of 13 he's teaching you must remember in the Haram Sharif in Makkah Mukarramah at the age of 15 he's African teacher by who he became Hafiz and studied Muslim bin Khalid Azanji wa ajaza lahu bil iftah he gives him permission you must remember of fatawa and verdicts and so forth so therefore we must remember that so that is what Imam Shafi did now Ramadan comes so every day one khatam of the Quran Sharif 
Sharif. Every night, one khatam of the Quran Sharif. On the Imam's Muswalla, one khatam. So in one Ramadan, how many times he completed the Quran Sharif? 61 times. If the month was 30 days. Can you imagine that? Me and you can't even finish three Quran, five Quran, majority of us. So remember, we kill time and we waste time. So therefore, it is of paramount importance that what we do, that each one of us, you must remember that we should use Ramadan as a special, special month. Hazrat Sheikh, Hazrat Mohammed Zakaria, Nawalullah Marqadahu, I met him in Ramadan in Saharanpur in 1977. We went to Jalalabad from Karachi, you must remember that. And thereafter, you must remember when we met him there, we took permission from Hazrat Ji, Hazrat Mohammed Khan Sahib, we said, Hazrat Sheikh, your pass jana hai. So Hazrat said, go, but you must be back this time and so forth. So we went. And you will see they have laws there. Nobody is allowed to speak. Thousands of people were sitting for etikaf. And then you see nobody is allowed to speak. That you either read Quran, you either make dua, you either read a kitab or either you sleep. No, all this gabshap. Gabshap is what? Just socializing and talking and passing time and all this kind of thing. He himself has a sheikh daily, every day, one one Quran. So we're not speaking of Sahaba and Tabi'id. We're speaking of our time. Hazrat Sheikh's last etikaf was here in Stenger, 1981. We were there for one week, alhamdulillah. And the following year, first of Shaban, Hazrat Sheikh Nawalullah Marqadahu passes away in Medina Munawwara and is buried there in Medina Munawwara. So therefore, we should know about all these type of issues there that all Allah Jalla makes it easy that we also, first of all, this week, Friday night we should scan the sky and inshallah we will see the moon inshallah and the crescent that will usher in the month of Rajab then we read the dua mentioned in Mishkar Sharif Bayaki Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Shaban Ya Allah give us barakah blessing during this month of Rajab and Shaban wa baldiqna Ramadan and Ya Allah spare us for the month of Ramadan al-Mubarak you see so it is such a great month that we make dua from two months before already and that is one issue second issue is this that Ramadan is Sayyidu Shuhur that is the best of the months and what is the meaning of Ramadan Ramadan means Tahriqu Zunub where we go and burn and incinerate our sins our vices and so forth and we must do and spend most of our time in the Tilawat of Quran and so forth I have a colleague I won't take his name we studied together in Karachi and so forth his father fell ill and you know then he had to come home so he couldn't complete his state we studied together and a very good person is still alive Allah give him siha grant his parents Amen. and our parents all of them genital fiddos when he in Ramadan comes he tell me this Ramadan I made 40 khatam this Ramadan I made 50 khatam is good Hafiz, became Hafiz in Yasfam, you know, so MashaAllah and so forth, and he even says that this Khatam I made for you, for your parents, for your family, and so forth, so you get in South Africa people like that, MashaAllah, so, and what about the Uliyaullah, so they spend their whole time connected to Quran Sharif, so you, so fasting, you will hear the sentence many a time, inshallah, Allah spares us for Ramadan, Allahumma barik lana and then we say fasting is a duty and tilawat of the Quran Sharif is the beauty of Ramadan. 
Mufti Saab, I am recently married. My wife has embraced Islam. I would like to know when is it permissible for my wife to swim in the ocean or swimming pool and what should she wear? Totally haram for her to go and swim in the ocean and all that. So who? There are hundreds of people will see her there and so forth and so on. So that's out of the question to go to the resorts and our wife, our daughter, sister jumping in. There are men there. They can see her. Strange men. She can see them. Since when all that is permissible, all that is haram. Remember that. Always remember chapter 28, Surah Qasas and verses number 24, 25 and see the lesson that all Allah tells us about Nabi Musa salam, when he came to Madian so you must remember that and once he came to Madian then what happened was that remember that in a case like that when he came to Madian then he sent you must remember that you know that he, he asked the two ladies there that why you're standing one side and what's happening here they said no we're waiting for the men to go and then were Abuna Shaykhun Kabir our father is very very old so he went he filled their buckets they went home early he did not know that they are the daughters of Nabi Shu'aib Nabi Shu'aib sent him so you must remember that okay sent one daughter who called him but before he entered Madian Surah 28 verse 24 he made a dua Rabbi in Oh my beloved Allah that whatever goodness you are sending down so ya Allah then you must be the one we are in need of that goodness we are fakir we are muhtaj of it so this is Allah making arrangement for him for his boarding lodging marriage everything so when the daughter came of Shuaib salam, subsequently she became the wife of Nabi Musa salam, Sayyidah Safura radiallahu anha. Almighty Allah speaks of her gait, G-A-I-T, her style of walking. So every Muslim lady should look at this. Chapter 28, verses 24, 25, 26. فَجَاءَتْهُ إِحْدَاهُمَا She walked with so much bashfulness, so much haya, so much modesty, and so forth and so on. So imagine that. So that is the mercy, Kudrat Kakarishma, the mercy of all, Maitya Allah, Jalla Wala. So what you suggesting that here and there to swim, and all haram, they're not permissible. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah